Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 164 of The Hustle Podcast. <laughs> well, if you couldn't tell, episode 164 marks the end of the season for the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks season is over after a loss tonight to the Boston Celtics. The Celtics have won the series 4-2 in six games. Um, tonight's game ended with a final score of... 128 to 120 in favor of the Celtics, of course. The Hawks season has come to a conclusion. Um, it included one playing uh, game win and then two, uh, yeah, two playoff wins. And uh, yeah, I mean, Hawks had an opportunity to force game seven. This game was very close throughout the entire night. The Celtics didn't pull away until the very last two, two and a half minutes, maybe. But uh, up until then, this game was razor thin. It was only been one possession for a lot of that time. But uh, overall, the Hawks, you know, it. Kind of looks like they just ran out of gas towards the end there. Yeah. The Celtics did end up winning. But Logan, before we uh, before we talk about the game, the season, everything, man. Last one. How are you, man? I mean, I mean, how else could I be, Jackson? It's it's upsetting. Now, you know, if you'd said at the outset of this series, you know, Hawks lose in six, I'd be like, you know what? It could have been worse. Um, and the truth is, it absolutely could have been worse. Um. I'm I'm pretty reasonably proud of, 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 I mean, really just how they were able to show up and fight. I mean, this Celtics team is just, I mean, on paper, just far better than us. Like, that's just straight up the truth. Like, they just have way better depth. They they have a coaching and a system that they've been in for, I mean, I would assume Missoula's system is more or less Ime Udoka's system because, you know, but whatever. Um, they got the depth. They got a better, I mean... Most people would say Tatum Brown is better than Trey and DeJounte. We're Hawks podcast. We don't have to say that. I don't care. But, you know, they they have top-tier star power to go along with their depth. Look, we pushed on the six, man. We could have pushed at the seven. We we really were. We were close tonight. We just, like, we we just emptied the clip, and they're just, you know, we needed a little bit more. But um, didn't quite have it. Really, it was just, I mean, that one stretch in the fourth quarter, we, we all know, like, there's just three or four straight possessions where we just came up empty, missed a couple shots. Like Hunter missed an open three, Trey missed an open three, DJ missed a layup, Trey missed a layup. Trey was very bad in the first and the fourth quarter slash second half. But I'm not, I'm not gonna like spend any of this podcast like bitching about Trey missing shots in the fourth because <laughs> he. I mean, he played 44 minutes the other yeah, night, so it's like, like one day he, of rest. I mean, come on now, traveling he, he, too. Yeah, I mean, he completely carried us obviously in game five, and then in pretty much all the past three or four fourth quarters. So I'm not gonna, I'm not doing any Trey or even DeJounte um, or really anybody like complaining today. Like DeJounte was bad in the first half of this game, but he was better in the second half and he wasn't forcing too many shots, which is I think important for something like this. Trey was phenomenal in the first half. John had another pretty good offensive game, but it just wasn't quite enough. Um, Would have been nice to get a couple more big shots from the bench, but end of the day, man, we went toe-to-toe against a really good team, a team that, as of right now, I would probably pick to win the championship or at least make it to the championship. Um, And we really we had them scared, man. We could have pushed them to seven. We were close. We were right there. So, all in all, definitely a way better end to the season this year than last. Last year, it just felt like, Jesus Christ, something has to – like, we have to change something. Something has to be adjusted. Um, This year, obviously, I think we all – no, things need to change if we want to actually get better. If we want to take any sort of step forward, we need to, you know, improve in some pretty key areas. But this is a way more optimistic outlook than 
than we had a year ago today. So shout out to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you know, get lost in like the sadness of the season ending because, like, honestly, like, you know, it's crazy. Like two or three weeks ago, I think us as Hawks fans, we were kind of just ready for the season to be over. We had a disappointing regular season. It's like we were just like, oh god, like this isn't canning quick enough. Um, and then it's like you put on like a super competitive first round. You win your playing game versus the Heat. I mean, it kind of goes, you know, the playoffs. You know, we've talked about this a lot. Anybody can win. The Heat won in five. The eight seed versus the one seed. Just wanted to throw that out there. Kind of a crazy thing that after that heat playing game i was like yeah no way the heat can do something like that but props to them but uh yeah i don't want to get caught up in the sadness of the season being over like it does suck because i mean you i mean we were feeling it i mean this game really you know i'll touch on the game for a little bit i don't want to spend too long on it just because you know i can't really sit here and slander anyone like trey i mean you know he may have shot what was it one of 13 in the second half but it's like the guy played 44 minutes like the other night one day of rest traveling it's like you know, Trey got us here, man. We needed, you know, and I, I think a lot of, you know, people who do slander are going to look at DeJounte Murray. And, like, I understand it, man. I mean, but the reality is, is, like, considering that his shot wasn't falling, he did all the things you wanted him to, like 11 assists, and uh, he only had um one turnover. It's like, you take that, especially when a guy's shot isn't falling um in the first half, really. It was really bad for DeJounte. But I'm not going to sit here and slander anyone. I thought the Hawks competed well. I thought they did everything. I think you kind of just have to give credit to the fact that, uh, you know, credit to the Boston Celtics. They did play good series. They're not really a team I'm, a f- I'm fond of. I won't sit here and lie. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to be rooting for them the rest of the way. But, like, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined for 60, 62 points, 32 and 30 apiece. And, like, you know, a lot of that wasn't just because this wasn't, like, the games early, in the, like, games one and two where they were just, like, getting, like, easy back cuts or and stuff like that. They were legitimately making very hard shots tonight. I mean, I know two of those Tatum points came from, I mean, a pretty much insane putback dunk. That's kind of like the backbreaker for the yeah. Hawks in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it just kind of goes to show you. I know, like, uh, Kevin O'Connor had a, a tweet, and, like, I don't want to get stuck on this because, you know, I'm trying to keep things positive here. But, like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't respect you for it. It's because, like, I mean, he directly says, like, Tatum and Brown are just, like, levels. He said Trey and DeJounte are worse than them, which is, like, a fair take. If you don't have that take, that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But, like, you can't say that when you're as quiet as a church mouse after Trey, just like, did you dirty the other night? But whatever. I'm not going to get too holed up on that. I'm not going to let this series live longer than we, the negatives live longer than with me than they should. Um, Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Hawks did have an I mean, I mean, like I said, this game was razor thin the entire game. I mean, mainly mainly one possession, maybe two possession. I don't think the game ever really got in three possessions anybody's favor after like this first quarter. Um, I mean, I really if you want to pinpoint kind of where, you know, the things started where the Hawks started to truly look gassed um, at the 624 mark of the fourth quarter uh, Clint Capella made an alley-oop it was made it at 113 to 110 Atlanta and then from there the Hawks had an opportunity to pull away uh Marcus Smart missed a shot and then Trey missed a shot and then Marcus Smart missed another shot Hunter missed a shot and then uh Brown made a three that uh you know tied the game up and it just seemed like from there um the Hawks just really weren't I think they went almost four minutes without making a shot and then the Celtics hit some threes and I mean at that point, you know, you just got to give your you know, give credit to the Celtics. They hit the shots they needed to. Al Horford hit a shot. Jalen Brown hit a shot. Um, and Marcus Smart even hit a shot. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm not going to spend too much more time on the game. The Hawks obviously had chances to win. Just couldn't, you know, get over that hump. Um, it was a good series overall. I'm proud of how the team played. I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, yeah, they fought hard. You know, got to give credit to these boys. But, like, I mean, this team, you know, a lot of people did pencil this team to get swept or get beat to them in five. You know, a gentleman's sweep. And, like, let's be honest, like, we may have lost in six and not seven, but, like, I mean, the Celtics, this 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 was a highly competitive series the past, uh, I mean, since game three onwards. Um, 
I think the Celtics, you know, they kind of, there's levels to this, man. I said it before, the Celtics were just a better team than us. Um, and then you account for that, that, uh, you know, guys got gas. Trey Young was gassed after the, pretty much the first half. I mean, definitely in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, sucks for this season in, but like you said, Logan, a lot more optimistic about the way this, this playoff series went than last year. Cause last year it was, I mean, awful, but, um, yeah, just moving forward now. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, it sucks to lose, man. I, I, I mean, I truly, you know, started to believe again. You know, I know it's the meme of, oh, it's over, we're back, it's over, we're back, just back and forth constantly. But um, during the playoffs, this team really did show us something, you know, to believe in, to be proud of, which you know is pretty commendable because, you know, everybody outside of Hawks fans was counting us out. I mean, they were writing our obituaries after we beat the Heat, and even before that, honestly, and even like some of us Hawks fans were doing it. But, uh, yeah, it sucks for the season to end. You know, I thought the Hawks played a good series, however, and now it's just, I mean, it's on to the offseason, Logan. We are on to the offseason. We are, uh, <laughs> I am on <laughs> to traveling out of the country. Yeah, so, yeah. So, well, yeah, I'm so. going to be honest. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be back, but, uh, you know, it's time for the podcaster vacation. See, see you got AEW, see you in Cancun, my boy. We're, we're meeting up there for the Hawks podcaster vacation, my guy. Um, yeah, yeah, one, two, three, Cancun. But I will say, um, if, you, if you're subscribed to our Patreon, you have a couple bonus episodes there, and you'll have a bonus episode coming out probably this weekend. Uh, I think Jackson and I are going to record it either tomorrow or Saturday. Um, so, you know, if, if you're missing us during the next week or two when we're on vacation, I will literally be out of the country. Jackson will just be laying at home saying he's on vacation. Um, I'm in Cabo. In my Cabo, I'm in my bed, bro. I'm in yeah. my bed. So if you're missing us, uh, we will have a couple bonus episodes for our top tier, uh, top two tier patrons, but uh, not to, not to, to interrupt the flow of content with Patreon's shilling, but you know, if you miss us, we will be shilling. We'll we'll be doing that no matter what. Um, if you miss us, it'll be there. But yeah, you know, we're on to the off season, and it should be a reasonably fun off season. So, I don't really have anything else to say about the game, Logan. So if you do, feel free to go ahead and say this after I say this. But I do have some. Uh, I want to talk about the season more as a whole. I'm talking the regular season, the postseason, all of it combined. Um, but do you have anything about this this Celtic game in particular, or the Celtic series you want to say before we, you know, start moving on to different stuff? Uh, I'm I'm glad Trey hit Marcus Smart in the nuts with a basketball. That I I genuinely I gain respect for the Hawks. They legit. They, I mean, you can say what you shit want. Shit housery. It's shit housery. They though they, they did two things. They did two things. One, they lived and died by Trey, which is something they always should have done. Um. You know, one to thirteen. I'm living that. I'm if you're living with Trey Young, I'm dying by Trey Young as well. And two, they fucking trolled at the end of the game. Take it. Good, mm. good run. Good run. Good boys. stuff. Good trolling. Love it. Beautiful. Um, made me gain some respect. And then, I mean, it is kind of the the hawk season in a capsule. Like Trey Young throws off smart twice. Uh, Hunter throws off for Horford once. Then Horford throws a pass to no one across the court. It's just like okay, well, all right, fair enough. Season's over. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something right now. Kind of like last year when our season ended on a terrible Danilo Gallo. Gallo. Oh, God. Yeah, the PTSD. Shout out to Gallo, who was on the Celtics. He's uh, moving on. So Yeah, the, the, only, reason, not play. the only reason I'd, I'd be happy for the Celtics to make a run is because eventually Gallo might be able to play, allegedly. And even if he doesn't play, at least he'll you know, be on a team on, on, on another playoff run. And we all, we all got love for Gallo. And if you don't, then... Rip Nona, of course. Then you're, back. Yeah, Everyone knows. Real ones knows. Uh, we need um, another Italian player, so that way I can keep... Nico, uh, what's his name? 
The redhead man. guy? Man, yeah. yeah. We need to bring him in, man. We need another person need, so I can do this. We need a token Italian thing. guy on the team. All right, anyways, yeah. Logan, I'm going to ask you three things. Where did the season go wrong for the Hawks over the course of this entire season? What are the three things um, that went wrong that you know that made this um, Hawks season end in the first so, round? So here's uh, one thing I'm going to count as two. Or two things I'm going to count as one, sorry. Um, starting the season with Travis Schlenk and Nate McMillan. I'm mostly I'm mostly joking. He's not pulling any punches, folks. I, I'm mostly joking about the Travis Slank, but honestly, the truth is is that um oh I forgot there's one other thing I wanted to say about the series against the Celtics. We did in fact get a Trey Young and Jalen Brown conversation after the game where they're covering their mouths. Hands so. on the mouths, hands on the mouths. Brian Whithurst, what does that mean? Now yeah. why would they do that? That's what I'm saying, man. So anyway, um, where did the where did the season go wrong? Um. I understand. I don't know. It would have been nice to have Quinn the whole season. That's just kind of true. Um, Nate McMillan. I will give Nate one piece of props, and that is is that. Um, I had to think. I forgot. I, I remember. I usually cannot think of anything. I'd be giving Nate McMillan props to. So you're you're uh, a better fan than I am tonight. Uh, you know what? I my props for him was going to be he played. AJ Griffin early in the season than I thought he would. And for that, you know I, what? That is fair. That is fair enough. And for that, I will say, you know what? I respect that. Cause I was, I remember back then, like back in November, back in December, I was a little surprised, man. They, they really did. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he was, he put AJ in and AJ has a couple big games. So shout out to him for that. Now, obviously he completely hosed, uh, Jalen, but this is not the Nate McMillan hate podcast. So, um, number two, where'd the season go wrong? Um, this is very on the spot. I did not have this list ready, Jackson. I didn't know you were going to ask this, man. Oh, All right, you, I'll you help you one. out. You I would say you first one, we'll do, we'll do three together. And, you know, I agree with your first one. I mean, I feel like maybe in hindsight, it's a better thing that necessarily that Nate was the coach and you didn't move on last summer. Because if you move on last summer, you don't get Quinn. And also, I, I mean, Quinn don't was fired. Gonna... I mean, Quinn was fired. Yeah, well, wasn't he fired a bit later, though? And he also had hip surgery. I mean, he's not a player, man. He can sit down and coach. I mean, shit. I ain't nobody trying to coach after hip surgery, bro. Fit in them plane seats. Oh God. Oh God. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Um. I would say first up, not getting rid of Nate McMillan on that front, even though there might be, you know, significant drawbacks to if you do fire Nate McMillan. Um. That's definitely one. I would say the second one was the roster construction, man. It was kind of. The whole, well, I wouldn't even say, I would say roster construction slash the front office. Um, mm. I don't even know what you'd call it. Coach. Chicanery? I don't, I don't know, because obviously there was issues in the front office that should have been resolved over the summer before, you know, moves were made and stuff. It, I mean, we've talked about this tons of times before. You can go back to listen to our podcast on it, but it kind of did seem like heading into the season and up until, you know, things happened towards Christmas with Travis Schlink, you know, getting moved and, you know, people leaving the organization slash, you know, fired uh-uh. um it did kind of seem like the front office fraction too and you can't really make a good un- base decision or have a good plan because it did seem like those two groups you know that being the travis link group and then you know the current front office it did seem like they had two different thoughts of how the team what the team should do what should be the plan and everything so you know that kind of goes hand in hand with the nate mill not being fired one but uh i would say a big part of this year is you look at the roster construction and yeah, you can blame it on that, but you really have to go further. You have to find the root of the cause. And the root of the cause to me was the fact that, I mean, heading into this year and up until, you know, December, 
and really by December, I mean Christmas. So basically January, you had two different groups operating in the front office who had two different, you know, ideologies and thoughts about where the team should be. So I think that was, you know, those are two really good reasons why the Hulk season was kind of, you know, just, I mean, this is where, this is why it ended in the first round. It all plays into it. But I mean, I feel like if you just had that one solid group in the, in, coming in at the beginning of summer, you know, whether that's you side with Schlenk, you side with the other, the current front office, it's like you make more unified decisions and the team looks more like, okay, this is our team and everything versus it kind of seemed like this team was like, okay, we have some of Schlenk's guys. We have some of, you know, Landry's guys. And it's like, okay, the team's kind of a mess, but yeah, that, that'd be my second reason. A third reason. Um, man, I would honestly just say the overall, um, just kind of how much you know how much stuff happened off the court this year from the basketball because it's like not mm-hmm. only did we have the front office stuff we also had the Nate McMillan stuff the infamous you know Nate sent Trey home thing um we had John Collins trade you, trade rumors will he be traded will he not be traded for basically an entire year this is like the fourth year running now or whatever um just the amount of stuff that happened off the court this year Shalink leaving you know there's a lot of uh, controversy and blowback about that the Nick Wrestler stuff about the nepotism and all that Nick in the front office Ressler. um the Tony wrestler stuff, even, you know, stuff like that. I would say, you know, you combine Nate McMillan being the coach for a significant portion of the season. And I just want to say this again, Nate McMillan was not solely the reason why this team, you know, was bad with him. Nate McMillan was not a good coach, but he also was not, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to scapegoat Nate McMillan. He obviously, you know, not an NBA coach. He wasn't the right coach for this team. You know, there's a lot of flaws that stuck with this team, even after he was gone, that were kind of just drilled into them by Nate. And I think that's one thing I hold the most against them was the damn mid-ranges that everybody likes to take so much. But I won't get started here because if I get started, I won't shut up. I, I would say between Nate being the coach for so long, the roster construction and the controversy in the front office, and then everything that went off the front of the course, the Hawks were kind of destined to fail in the first round. I mean, do we pull the honest? Is this a failure? I mean, huh. uh, I mean, the first half of the season, like, the, the Nate McMillan portion of the season is absolutely a failure. I, I don't care yeah. about learning from it, but I, like the truth is the team, I, the team wasn't that much better under Quinn, at least record wise, but like under Nate, there was we, a difference, man. You uh, could tell. Uh, under Nate, we lose a series in four or five. Um, oh God. Uh, I, I think we get, or, up, but, um, or, or, or we lose to the heat in the plans. <laughs> so, um, lose to the heat. And then the, uh, bulls. Oh gosh. Yeah. I guess the bulls. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, all those things combined. Would you, this is actually a good question, Logan. Would you consider the season a failure? Because it's like, you went out, you got DeJounte Murray, but it's like, which is kind of, a lot of people say it's our all-in I mean, move, but I, I mean, don't that, necessarily consider it. That, that that's essentially just, you know, the same thing with Giannis. Unless you view anything other than a championship as a failure, then, you know. It was a disappointment, but not a failure. A failure would be you get nothing out of it. You learn nothing from it, right? Um, this wasn't a failure. You learned something. Um, you you learned, uh, one, that you need a new coach and you got a new coach. <laughs> Two, um, you learned, which I, I will say people may, you know, sort of complain about the DeJounte trade. I get it. Whatever. It's going to happen. Nothing, nothing we can really do about it. But... Um, like, let's be real here, folks. Uh, the Celtics were not able to throw hardly any junk defenses at Trey because DeJounte was there. Um, if DeJounte was not there for all six games, I feel like Trey would have done worse. Um, but impossible to know that for sure, I guess. But you learned a little bit what you got with the young guys, um, AJ, Jalen, 
uh, Okongwu, um, you learn that, and, and this is important, you learn that you probably need to switch things up with your forwards. Um, you know, John, John, if those are John's last two games as a Hawk, which maybe they will, were, maybe they were not, but. Um, Good way to go out. Way to get that trade value up, baby. Love it. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, geez. Oh, yeah. yeah. John Collins. Um, great servant of Atlanta. Thank you. If this is the end. We know how this goes. He'll be it, on yeah, the team it, in six yeah. months. If if that was it, then he had some good games to end. So good good for him. And if uh, if if it ends, if if it is over, then you know I'm sure we'll have a whole John Collins podcast because as much as fun as we all make fun of him, like he he's been a key piece to this team for what you know, like six years now, um, since Bud was the freaking coach. As long ago as that feels like, so. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I th- I think we uh, think we had to learn some stuff, but um, I don't know. You know, it, it's over. The off season's coming. Uh, I'm expecting a couple of trades because I don't think it was a failure, but I think Tony Resser is going to be disappointed. So, uh, and there's just very clear things to get better at. The you know we we gave up 130 or nearly 130 multiple times in a playoff game. The point of attack defense has to be better. And the shooting probably could use some improving. So you have some very clear goals. You know what your foundational pieces are. You can go and improve it. Yeah, I mean, you just, I don't know. I feel like this kind of ties back to when we were talking about the three failures, what deaths in this Hawk season to end like this was the roster construction. I mean, you have clear positions and, you know, places and roles you need to upgrade. And I think, I mean, most importantly, and I feel like we've been saying this forever, it kind of falls back to what you were saying, Logan, you know, the whole Travis Schlink thing is like, Hogs have never really had like a real point of attack defender. And like, I'm not going to sit here and act like they haven't tried. Like Chris Dunn was supposed to be that guy. And then Chris Dunn was just shrouded in injury and mystery for, I mean, Jesus, man, and his mediocrity. entire Hawks tenure. Yeah. I mean, that was just bad. I'm glad to see him doing well, with the jazz, but like, that was crazy. Um, yeah. Um, just got to really upgrade on the point of attack defense. Like you said, look, and allowing this many points, it's like, goddamn people. <laughs> but yeah, point of attack defense, somewhere you need to upgrade. You obviously, you know, the forwards I think is interesting. It does kind of seem like Quinn likes Hunter just from what he said about him in the media and how he kind of goes to him, you know, so much in games. But maybe that's the thing where it's like, I don't think Hunter's the best. He's just the only option we have, which is honestly pretty fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's obviously stuff to improve on, stuff to upgrade stuff to replace see how it works but um yeah all right let's move on to a less depressing topic man <laughs> if you're wanting to um give me your three bright spots of the season logan uh one will just be the young players in general um jalen aj okongu all of them showed like okongu showed he's ready to start i'd say um and and in the playoffs it's not like he was putting up crazy stats but I, i'd say tonight jackson he really played pretty well. He had some pretty big moments. Um, let me pull up his stats real quick. But he looks ready to start, um, sort of ready to take that next step and and maybe be the guy at his position. I mean, tonight he played 20 minutes and Capel played 28. You know, it's like the, the split was getting closer. The only thing I will say was a Congo missing those free throws. That, that was tough. That that hurts. Yeah, that lost but, us the game. <laughs> but, yeah, that was bad. But, but uh, you know, it happens. Um and then Jalen and AJ, I mean, they've just shown, you know, AJ's shown he can be, at worst, he's looking like he can be a microwave score type. Like, he can shoot, and his inside the sort of 
inside the arc offense was better than I was definitely expecting. And then Jalen showed to be sort of very good at a lot of different things. I wish he'd got a couple more minutes in the playoffs, but is the playoffs and he is essentially, you know, he was essentially a rookie, so I get it. But um, that's one good thing. A lot of talking, man. I don't know how do I, how do we do this stuff, man. For some reason, I'm tired of talking, and it's only been 25 minutes. It's crazy, bro. It's honestly it's because like I'm kind of sad that the season's over, man. I'm gonna be honest. Um, three bright bright spots for the season for me. I would say where this series as a whole was pretty good, even though we lost it in six games. You really saw the improvement. I feel like the main thing that we saw was you saw the potential this team had because after the series, man, Logan. But like two three weeks ago, I'm thinking, oh, the Hawks got to do a lot to make things change. But like. I genuinely feel like the Hawks are like a few upgrades and replacements from, you know, being a, over the hump to where they're in that contender talk. And like, I don't want to hear people say, oh, that's ridiculous. Like the Bucks were the, the favorites the entire year and they got beat in five games and people still consider them contenders next year. So yes, with a few replacements and upgrades, the Hawks are Eastern contenders. Um, another bright spot overall. I mean, like you said, I would say the development of a Congo was big this year. I mean, can we say that he took the leap? Is that fair? I kind of, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I will say by the time we see a Congo again, I bet that man is five or 10% better again. He he gets, when he, when he's healthy for long stretches of time, he gets, he gets better, man. For real. Oh, that's a good one. A third one. And the last one, I'd say first, the series, second, the upgrades of a Congo this year, him taking the leap. Third was the fact that like, Knock on wood on this one, because this team be on some BS. They've announced all season injuries before. Like the fact that Hunter and a Congo managed to stay healthy the entire year. Like nothing like really bad happened. I only we were kind of I only want to say nothing uh, just to tempt the gods, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to Hawks talks cheeks us. You know what? (laughs) This was I'm knocking on wood, bro. Made a mistake. Um, but I mean, overall, that was a bright spot this year was considering the fact that, you know, guys, you know, we really were lucky not to have, you know, too many injuries and especially guys who we know can be, you know, uh, uh, injury prone, uh, uh, Hunter, uh, uh, Kongu, please. Yeah. I'd say that's my three bright spots for the season overall. I don't know. There's a lot to be happy about, man. There's a lot to, the potential of this team is a lot higher than, you know, I thought it was. And I, I kind of, it kind of just shifts to. You know, do we have the faith in our front office to make the moves that get us over that hump that I'm talking about? Because, like, like the Sadiq Bay trade, that was that was honestly a bright spot that I, you know, just won't talk mm. about. I know Sadiq Bay didn't, like, pop off in the playoffs or anything, but, like, a, a really quality player. And also, we got him for as much as the Bucks got Jay Crowder. And, like, Jay Crowder, the guy didn't play in the playoffs, man. He was a DMP. Coach's decision. It's like, there was no injuries. He was just not playing because he was just not that level. So, I mean, we got Sadiq Bay. We have control over him for another year. And then it's like, if you want to, if you can come to a number agreement, you can extend them. If you want to play the RFA game, which is personally what I would do so far. I mean, you can do that as well. I think that was a really good bright spot. It's it's stuff. It's a trade that like that. And, you know, bringing in Quinn and, you know, Quinn being on board now, I have a lot more confidence in our front office than I did. You know, I was a critical of Schlink, but I also, I'll be honest. I was worried about the uncertainty going forward of having, you know, Landry Fields and co as the front office, but you know, having Quinn there, it really just steadied the ship. And I, I mean, after that Sadiq Bay trade, I don't know how you can sit here and, you know, be like, oh God, they're going to mess it up. Like we, we're still, it's still very much TBD on this front office, but you know, Quinn being there gives me a lot of confidence in them. Um, you know, the Sadiq Bay trade gives me a lot of confidence in them. That was a really good underrated move. It's like moves like that. You know, we, one thing that always stuck with me, Logan, was we had Kyle on the podcast, like 
couple years ago, two, three years ago. He doesn't watch the NBA anymore. He, he only talks about the NFL now. So that's how long it's been. Uh, he, he said one thing was he was like, you know, it's all about how you upgrade on the margins. And, you know, that's one thing that I always thought about is because, like, under Schlink, we never really were able to upgrade over the margins. But it's like moves like Sadiq Bay, where it's like, all right, yeah, we're going to send these five second round picks and we're going to, you know, we're going to go get like a, a quality rotation player. You know, Sadiq Bay has his flaws specifically defensively, but like him just being on this team, transforming the team so much because it's like the way that this Hawks offense, you know, went from in the regular season, it's like, oh, this team has no spacing to, you know, the Hawks kind of were playing like five out sometimes during this playoffs. I mean, having Capel in a Congo, you're not going to be able to play true five out like the Celtic came about Horford, but like the Hawks spacing in the playoffs was so much better because of, you know, the fact that guys, you know, the fact that you brought in a Sadiq Bay like I'm talking about. And, you know, I don't know. I, I think going into this all season, I feel good about the front office look. And how do you feel? Because they're going to have moves to make, man. I mean, like, I mean, it's... You I, can't just run it back. The Sadiq acquisition and um, hiring Quinn were two very good moves, but this offseason is huge for them. One, I think, you know, you do have a good draft pick this year. You have 15th overall. You have literally the highest possible non-lottery draft pick. So you want to, you want to, you know, you want to get a player that's usable. Or if you trade the pick, you want to get a legitimate piece. So there's that for one. And then in terms of trades, like as long as it makes sense, um, you know, get get decent value. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to freak out if you if you can't get like an amazing first round pick for Clint Capella or something, but get some good value. You I know they're going to want some draft picks for the future because obviously 25, 27, we don't have our picks. It's, you know, but um, if you can, as long as they see the vision and just see we need a defender, we need some defense, and we need maybe a little bit more shooting. I think, you know, you can make good trades. You don't have to, like, jettison John Collins and Hunter and Capella all off the team, but you'd be, you know, you if, you'd if have to have a vision. You know I mean? Like, we talked about this previously. Hunter could be a very good 3 and D guy. You just have to have that in his mentality. You're a 3D guy, not a you know, not an ISO, mid-range, whatever. Um but you'd also probably want to have another guy next to him that can defend and trying to They're not going to be consistently great POA defenders. That's how it is. Um, John Collins, we've been over that a million times. You don't have to trade him. Um, especially if you do trade Capella, you could try John in a Congo front court for a bit. They, they ran that in the playoffs um, today even. So um, maybe they like what they see there, but as long as the front office has some sort of vision and is um, unified and not beefing with each other and not like at, at butting heads on what they want to do, um, you know, it's okay. But first and uh, foremost, well, I guess does not necessarily first, but um, you got you got to do something decent with this draft pick. I'm not saying it has to be, you know, a star or an instantly great player, but you have a decent pick. You're picking 15th. You need a guy that can contribute off the bench. Like you, you need that. You need that for your depth. You need to get, you know, maybe Derek Lively if you trade Capella, so you can have um, a young sort of center in the wings, or maybe you get, uh, I don't know, Jackson. Just sorry for the random off thing, but who are some of the best like defensive POA de- defense guys? I mean, I, I hate to say it, but there's Jaylen none. Brown. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. We we've talked about this before, but um... Jalen who? Jalen Brown, come on now. Hands over the mouth. Oh. No. Yeah, I mean, or I'm you can do that. Or, or, or you can do that. I mean, fuck it. You can do that. <laughs> or you can get Jalen Brown. Um, I would say we had a, we talked on Patreon, I think. Um, we talked about names like um 
Matisse Thibel will be a free agent. It's like, uh, I mean, these are guys, uh, they leave a lot to be desired offensively, but they, they can play defense like Thibel, Jalen McDaniels, not Jaden. Jaden is about to get tons of money, apparently, so good for him. Um, Josh Hart, even. I know Josh Hart's who they, they'll probably bring him back, but I mean, you know, just saying, you know, options like, you know, those are guys that I think can be had with free agency. Um, if they're, you know, wanting to come here, there was some rumored interest about Matisse Thibel, which is why I said him. So I like you can definitely upgrade on the point of attack, and I kind of feel like it's something you have to do. Like, I'm sorry, man. You you got you got to upgrade this defense somehow because it was just it was just not good enough this this playoff series. It was yeah. kind of our downfall. Straight up. I mean, obviously, it. I will say it's impressive that the Hawks played such bad defense, and like the fact that like Trey and Dejounte were not, you know, the Trey and Dejounte that you. I wouldn't even say you, I mean, you want them to score 40 points each, but like you won't, you need them to do a minimum. I wouldn't say they like did the minimum tonight, not trying to, you know, throw flack at them. Obviously there's reasons for it, but like the fact that that happened, Tatum and Brown played so well and the Hawks defense is so bad. And you got like those performances, like the fact that like, you know, the, this game was so close kind of just like, it just makes me think like, man, we're like a few pieces for being there. Like I can't help but get excited, but I do think you have to upgrade the point of attack. That's always been an issue throughout the Trey Young era. It's like, he's tried different stuff. It's like, you need to hone in, and get it focused down this year. You got to bring in some guys. I'm talking. I really like the Jalen McDaniels name. You know, he's someone who's long, lengthy, and he. I mean, on offense, he stays out of the way. He can shoot shoot threes at you know whatever clip. It's like you're not you're not signing these guys for the offense, man. Any of the three guys I just said, you're not signing them for their offense. We we have the offense. I I truly believe that. Um, I, I think you really do got to hone in on POA defense. And, you know, I think there is options to do that. If you want to go in the draft, um, this guy is ahead of you, but like the best point of a draft point of attack defender in this class is Casey Wallace. I mean, he's, he's projected a few picks, a few picks ahead of where the Hawks will pick. The Hawks do pick at 15. So it's like, I mean, maybe if you, you want it bad enough, you want our rookie contract, you want that young potential, that young guy. I mean, maybe you, maybe you look at trading up. I don't know. I mean, I personally wouldn't. The Hawks, yeah, no. you know, we're kind of, we kind of backed up, but like maybe if you can do something like, all right, he's on the board at like eleven. A team wants to slide back. It's like, hey, let's do you know, you know, fifteen in the Kings pick or something. But I mean, I personally wouldn't do that. But I'm just saying, there's avenues to get better there all this all season, and I think that's got to be your main focus heading into this all season is improving on the point of attack defense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be saying that all off season long. So I hope you guys are ready for me to say POA and point of attack all damn off season. Yeah, and it's, what's funny is like during the regular season. It's not like for the regular season. I would honestly say we need another shooter for that and better shooting depth for the playoffs. Good God, just get just get somebody that that's a dog on defense. I'm not saying it has to be Marcus Smart. Lord knows I don't want like a Dylan Brooks, but like somebody that's a dog on defense. Uh, I know that's an overplayed cliche, but whatever. You get what I'm saying. Um, and you do, I think I need you need at least one more guy that can shoot the basketball. It it could be AJ gets twenty minutes a game and he takes a step forward and he's good enough at the other stuff that you know you have him and Bogey and Sadiq and Trey and Dejounte and Hunter and potentially Kongu and whoever you play at the four Hunter, you know that could be enough shooting. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but I don't know. Um, I guess Jalen, maybe Jalen gets a little bit more. Uh, Sadiq Bay, sweetie. I said Sadiq Bay. Dummy. Yeah. Dummy. My bad. My bad. Yeah, but... Um, no, also, random, random question. Sorry, sorry. Thoughts on the Bajon Robinson pick? Sorry, I know this is... It, it, it's in the news, Logan. Come on. Yeah, people so, want to know. I mean, honestly, there's a surprising... Be honest. Were you mad they didn't take Carter? UGA alumnus. Answer the question. The Eagles got him and Nolan Smith, bro. 
Yeah. Are you malding? I'm not malding, but I did want Carter. Um, Carter, like Bijan and Carter, I'd say are probably two of the, either the two best players in the draft or two of the top three or four best. Carter just plays a little bit more valuable position. But Bajan Robinson, he, like, he's pro- like he's the best running back prospect in a while. Best definitely since Saquon. Maybe, I don't, I don't know if I'd say better prospect than Saquon. But I would be shocked if he's not. It's Marshall Falk, folks. <laughs> I, I would be shocked if Bajan is not extremely good. So it's hard to be upset when you get a really good player. This draft was not that great, like, in terms of, like, blue chip talents, like, so I'm not too upset with it. We spent a lot of money on defense, you know, that, uh, we being the Falcons. So I get it. Um, you know, got two more picks tomorrow. We'll see what they do. Um, I I will say for up until the Falcons pick, the Hawks were on my second screen. I was very, I was I was biting the nails uh, for the for the Falcons draft. And then they did hurt me. I, I definitely wanted Jalen Carter over Bajan. I, I was honestly hoping Jalen Carter would be off the board before, so that way we could just take Bajan and then not break my heart. But that's not well, how. Just watch the Eagles. You get to watch both of them. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, and they have what's his face? The Eagle Nolan. Yeah, the Eagles are just basically, you know. No, they have that one kid. The oh gosh, you know, the you huge know. athletic one. I forgot his name. Nolan Smith. Yeah. No, he was drafted last year. He went to UGA. Oh, Jordan Davis. They're like Jordan Davis. Yeah, him. Yeah, the nose. Watch them, bro. No, yeah, honestly, I'm not saying I'll ever be a, a Philly fan, but... All right, well, uh, the Eagles are correct, Rivals of the Falcons. You got to chill, OG. I'm sorry. You, you got to stop with that. Don't I be- have not gotten over 2018, bro. I have not. You know, that's fair. But, um, hey, good for the... I mean, Eagles, they're smart drafting, man. What can you say? You take a couple... Do- I mean, that was the best college defense ever. Fight me. I don't care. Argue with the wall. Best college defense ever. I don't ever. think anybody could argue with you two. Is there people actually argue that? I don't know, bro. It's different Some whenever people, you're like an objectively bad college football team and you have to go up against them and you're just like, oh, yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, that was, it was actually like, wasn't that literally what the Georgia Tech quarterback said? They basically were like, they were like, all right, we're oh, fucked. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what all of them Some people would say uh, one, of the, one of the early tens uh, Alabama teams, I forget which one, and that Miami team, but no, I'm taking... I'm taking my dogs, my 21 dogs, best college defense ever. The the Eagles got four of the players from it and four of the best. Anyway, enough call. En- All enough right, anyways, back to the Hawks. Sorry, guys. I'm going to ask you this, and I want us to revisit this at some point. Maybe like whenever like the dog days of the offseason start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Likeliness, likeliness to get traded, Logan. Didn't Hunter, Collins, Capella. Didn't we just? I, I want to know after this series. I want to know after the series. <laughs> did, my, did my opinion change after four? Like I think we did this like After two the games De- ago, dog. DeAndre Hunter played think, solid the past I, two games. Did, Let's we, run it back. We're running it back. We're running it back. We did this after game two, I think. Running it back. It's time okay, to talk about trading okay, the players okay, again. Logan. Okay, okay. Young, zero percent. Dejounte Murray, five percent. No, no, you only have to do those three. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Let me get through it. I'm just All going right, through it, it, man. Young, zero percent. Dejounte Murray, five percent. Because if, if you, if you can trade for a really good player and they ask for Dejounte, I don't think you let Dejounte stop you. But I think. I, I I love DJ, so you know. Um DeAndre Hunter, I'll say twenty percent. I don't think that the, they want to trade him. Me personally, if you can upgrade him, I think he's the number one guy to be looking to upgrade on. But you know, we'll see. it's not exactly easy to get wings because obviously every team wants good wings. So um and now I now I also want wings. Um That was that was a very lame joke. I'm sorry guys. Um 
power forward, John Collins. I'm, I'm going to give him a straight. I'll go. I'll be conservative. I'll say 50%. I think uh, him ending the series strong was a good look. Um, he's been shooting the three ball reasonably well for about the past month. Um, but is it enough to justify the, the, you know, the 25 mil a year when we are kind of at cap constraint territory, um, because of Taliban Travis Schlenk? I don't know. So I'll give him 50% Capella. I'll give him, I'll give him 40%. I think it's less likely than John, but I think it's still going to be something they consider because a Congo is just ready to go. And excuse me, a Congo might get paid in a couple months. So never know. And then in terms of the bench guys, bogey can't get traded till September 20%. I guess it's possible, but I think, I think we have seen bogey's value. If, if bogey was a little bit better today, we probably could have won, but unfortunately he just wasn't quite, uh, wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't quite the best bogey game. It happens. Um, Sadiq, 15, 10, 20%, something like that. Jalen, 5%. You only trade him if you're getting a, you know, as a piece of a package, you get a really good trader. Same for, uh, same for AJ and a Kongu, same for a Kongu. So there you go. There's pretty much a whole roster deck. All right. Thank you, Logan. I appreciate it. We're going to revisit this at some point. And after the, when the dog days start, we're going to come back to this or whenever one of them gets traded. Logan, uh, I don't really have anything else to say, man. I think I've 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 said my piece. Mm-hmm. I'm at peace with what I'm happened. At I'm at peace with the series. Um, uh, it sucks. It's over, man. But I mean, the game's the game. Um, overall, Logan. I mean, what? I don't even know. I don't. I I don't really want to do the what could we have done differently thing. I mean, I kind of feel like Trey and nah. Deontay just had to hit their shots, and they I mean, ran out I mean, of gas, man. I mean, if you mean tonight specifically, yeah, just a couple more guys hit their shots. Trey oh, was yeah. not tonight. The legs were heavy. DeJounte was not good enough in the first half. Trey was not good enough in the second half. He got tired. It is what it is. I will say one thing I want to give the props for, give the Hawks props for is like a lot of the time this year, I called like, I was like, oh yeah, the Hawks just want this to be over with. They don't care. They just want to go home. They, the they, Hawks, they were gassed, they playing they on fumes, fought. and they were still hustling. They were like still going after every loose ball, still trying to get offensive boards. Like, a lot of teams would have gone down 2-0 and melded in. You know, I'm not trying to sit. I'm not trying to sit here and give a high school football coach after you go three and nine on the year speech or anything. But like the Hawks did fight until the very end, and that's just something that's commendable, especially to me because I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I did question if these guys even wanted to be here at parts during the season. I get that as a regular season, but uh, I mean they went down fighting. That's really all you can ask for. Um, yeah, I mean tonight you just you just need a more out of Tran Dejounte, but I really can't fault either of them. I mean, like Dejounte's shot just wasn't falling, man. I mean, that's the game. You're not, you're not going to hit every shot some games, and I feel like he still made up for it with that with the 11 assist and one turnover. It's like if your shot's not falling, then you yeah. have to do something, and he contributed in a different way. And like even tonight, I thought his defense was pretty good. I mean, Dejounte's defense as a whole this year was something that I'm sure we'll talk about, something that will draw criticism and debate. But tonight, I thought he did a good job, and I thought he did really well in that Jalen Brown um, possession, and then Trey rotated. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it's the bad rotation because. Jalen Brown was getting to the paint all night pretty much. But, uh, I mean, Marcus Smart had three of it, and that was pretty much the – that was the actual dagger, that and the Tate on put-back dunk. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just – you know, and Trey – I mean, Trey was gassed. I'm not going to sit here. The, the I can't thing- sit here and be mad at Trey because without Trey's game five performance where he does play those 44 minutes, we're not here tonight. I mean, the, we're doing we're doing this podcast, talking about the series ending like two days ago. We're on vacation so. already. But, like um, – Yeah. But – um. In general, what could we have done better? We could have won a few more regular season games to not play arguably the best team in the league in the first round. But you feel I want to ask you something. I was meaning to ask you this. I was gonna, actually going to ask you when we were recording. Seven other teams in the East. 
you know, we lost the Celtics, so I make it six. Which ones do you think we beat in a seven-game series? After, what do you think after this series? Wait, say that again. You know, the six other teams in the East, besides us and the Celtics, since we lost the Celtics, how do you think we fare against them in a, a, a seven-game series? I mean, Celtics were, like, our worst matchup, basically. Um, All right, how do you feel about the Bucks? They lost in five. You feel like we beat dude, the Bucks, or dude, what? If they're if they're losing in five, we're, we're, be- we're beating that ass, man. We're beating that ass. You feel like we beat the Bucks seriously? They just lost in five. Why would I say no? I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious because I feel like, I feel like answers would have been different like before the playoffs. Fuck them. I don't care. We, we're beating everyone. We're, we're the, we're the second best team in the East. Damn it. This, this was Honestly, the real Eastern Conference. Finals. All right. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I don't think we beat the Heat. I'll be honest. I'm sorry, guys. The Zombie Heat. We don't beat them. I'm sorry, guys. We beat them the play-in. That's enough of a rural dub for me. I can, I can concede on this one. But I think we beat Milwaukee. I think we beat Cleveland, and New York. I think we beat Philly. And if we don't beat Brooklyn, then uh, I'm bringing, tw- I'm bringing all these guys into question if they actually love the sport. Okay, that's all. I was I was curious about that. It is a good question to ask. You know what, Logan? Sure, sure. I want to ask you something. I was just surprised. Is this you, it? Is what it? Why somebody called Tatum Brown the Law Firm? What kind of awful nickname is that? Yeah, I that's don't know. The most, um, that's a, you just know a a white Bostonite came up with that and thought. He oh, was also, I just want to give props to the Hawks fans. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they showed out tonight. All right, um, Logan, do you have anything else to say before we wrap this up? I think all I got to say is thank you guys for rocking with us. I know that y'all are appreciating these uh, these these playoff games. They were fun playoff games. I hope y'all also appreciate the playoff pods. They were fun. Uh, they're fun playoff podcasts to record. If if we don't start off that that series o two quite so bad, this this could be different. But we we just. Those first two games in Boston, we just didn't come ready. But the the rest, the, uh, the next four games in the series were very good. Um, optimistic for the Hawks season. I will talk to you guys. Well, technically, once again, if you are, are subscribed to our $8 or $10 Patreon tier, you have a couple bonus episodes, and you'll be getting one in the next couple days. So you have three to four, maybe even five hours of bonus um, content to, to soothe you while uh, I am on vacation and Jackson is on staycation. Um and, I will be in the bed no matter what. I think yeah. I will love it, and I think I deserve and, it. <laughs> and I, I gotta say, I gotta hype this up. I think once I'm back, once, once we take that 10, 14 day vacation, you know what's coming, Jackson. You know what's coming, the man. Draft. I think the draft no. lottery's also in two weeks. No. Funnily enough, the award show podcast, baby. Oh yeah, I will be there no, no matter, matter what. what. Get the yeah. suit out. Get so, the suit out. We're back. So, y'all are gonna have to wait. Maybe another two weeks for that once I get back, once I get settled back in. But it's coming. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We love and appreciate you guys. Um, we will catch you guys soon. And obviously, uh, we'll catch you guys all throughout the off season. This is the end of Hawk season. Hawks Talks will have plenty. Now the fun's begin. <laughs> yeah. Now we get to just, Jackson just gets to be in the trade machine for five hours a day. So anyway, thank Absolutely. you guys. Rocking with y'all. Thank you for rocking with us. Fuck, fuck Marcus Smart. <laughs> Cook. Yeah, anyways, just want to say thank you to y'all, too. I mean, I won't go into it like looking in. I, same sentiment, though. Thank y'all for rocking with us the entire year. Thank you for supporting us on Twitter, you know, rocking with us over there. Thank y'all for um, subscribing to the Patreon. It truly means the world to me and Logan. I just want to re- re-say that again because it, it truly does. It's it's dope to see how far we've come, man. But uh, as always, man, be sure to check out the description of this episode. You can find links to our Patreon, links to our Twitter. Get in touch with us over there. 
I mean, like Logan said about twice this episode, bonus content is on the Patreon. You can subscribe today. We're going to have an episode up this week. You get a free episode every month. You're part of the $8 and $10 tier, ad-free content for any of the tiers. And yeah, it's pretty dope. You can go over there to get extra goodies, extra hot song content. We'll be back in like, you know, 10, 14 days, pretty much two weeks. We'll be back. Award show, it sounds like. And mm. then at some point, we're going to get a mailbox cracking. I mean, mm. a mailbag, not a mailbox. I mean, mail I mean bag. maybe a two for one. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, we'll see. We'll hey, you'll just have to see. We have big stuff coming. Um, we'll be here every step along with the off season, emergency pods, you know, other discussion, anything like that. I mean, we're gonna be there. Um, but as always, man, this podcast isn't this podcast without you. Give yourself a pat on the back. I know that at times this year, this Hawks season is frustrating. I mean, I we appreciate you sticking with us, and therefore, you know, by sticking with the Hawks, you stuck with us every step of the way. This, your support never wavered. We truly do appreciate that. Last time for this season. Thank you for listening. Love you. Goodbye.